everyone. Welcome today. We are so glad to have you with us. Yes, Chris is joining us today. He is very excited for our very special guest, and we are going to bring him on in just a few minutes. Rabbi Kurt Schneider is with us. We are very excited to talk to him, not only about his new book, but in a movement he has gotten involved in that is so crucial in this hour. Chet is also behind me, so he's going to be on his little perch while we are going through this broadcast as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up in prayer and we are going to bring Rabbi in after that. Hello to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. And welcome to everyone watching in the United States of America and around the world. We're so happy to have you with us. So let's open up in prayer and then we will begin. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise that is due your precious holy name. We humble ourselves before you this day, Father, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. And after he was buried, he rose again in three days. After appearing to many, he ascended back into heaven to take his rightful victorious place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore, Lord. And we honor that before you this day. Father, we invite your presence in, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to fill this place, Lord, to fill this room, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father God, you are the potter we are merely the clay you are the author and finisher of our faith father without your breath of life in us father we don't have life lord we give you all the glory honor and praise today father you are high and lifted up in the precious name of jesus christ yeshua amen and amen amen pray it oh you know what the Lord loves order, and we just like to just begin with just giving it right over to the Lord. I find things work much better that way. And I'm going to tell you a little bit now about our very special guest. Rabbi Kurt A. Schneider is the host of the popular TV and radio broadcast, Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For more than 30 years, Rabbi Schneider has been teaching people how Jesus fulfilled messianic prophecy and completes the unfolding plan of the Messiah. Oh. Rabbi Schneider is the author of several books, which include Rivers of Revelation, The Lion of Judah, The Book of Revelation Decoded, and Awakening to, uh, Awakening to Messiah, his newest book, Entering His Presence, A Journey into the River of God's Word and spirit uh, is out and we're going to talk about that today. So let us welcome in Rabbi Schneider. It's great to be with you both. And please forgive me, man. I'm terrible with names. Please introduce me to your husband again. What's it, what is your name, sir? What's his name? Oh, Chris. Chris. 
Chris, oh, very good. I thought so, but I was concerned. I didn't want to. I didn't want to misquote right. your name. So good to be with you both today, Amanda and Chris. Amanda, I was sharing with you. I I really feel like this interview is a is a meant to th meant to be that God's hand is on it, because as I indicated, the day that I got um, your request to uh, to to interview me, that same day, somebody from my congregation had emailed me one of your uh, videos or texted me, and then last night, right before our time together today, the same woman, a couple weeks later. She texted me again, uh, email me, emailing me your YouTube link to, to your testimony. So I just feel like God's kiss is on this. And uh, thank you for that passionate prayer, my dear. I resonated with that completely. Baruch Hashem. I do the same Baruch thing. I be, yes, every time we begin to film, we always acknowledge Father God, Yeshua, into, into the mix. Because if we think we can just go ahead and, and do life ourselves and do ministry ourselves, yes. we're completely mistaken. Amen. Amen. We, I, I tell the Lord a lot. I need you every breath of every second of every day. That's it. Clinging. It's a Hebrew word for that. It's one of the primary uh, key words in mystical Judaism, and it's called devakut, and it means clinging, clinging mm -hmm. to God. That's what you're describing. And I remember an episode that happened in my life that I never forgot. As a young believer, Amanda, Chris, I, I, I was burying myself in God's word, and I was so motivated by the promises, especially when Jesus said, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm -hmm. And he born of God overcomes the world and that we reign in life through Christ Jesus. All these promises tremendously motivated me. I was on a quest yeah. to know God and to experience his victory. Mm -hmm. But when I looked around, I saw so many people that were naming the name of Jesus and it looked like their life was just, you know, utterly a life of failure. It wasn't just like they fell because we all fall, but it seemed like everything they did, they were, they were, you know, they were failing. And I was like, Lord, what's going on here? There's such a discrepancy between what your word tells us we should have and yes. what seems to be the case of so many of your people that name your name. They're not living in victory. And I, I kind of just pushed that question to the side because I didn't know what the answer was. And it was just too big of a question for me. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I just buried it. But one one freezing uh, winter night, this is going back now probably close to 10 years ago, I had brought a messianic dance team with me. I was ministering in a church on a Sunday night, and I brought my messianic dance team with me to minister uh, with me there as well. And after the services were over, uh, the, the dance team was walking back out to their cars in the parking lot on this frigid winter night, and, and the asphalt was icy. And one of our dancers fell on that, that asphalt, and she was a real uh, Amanda Chris fragile woman. I mean, you could almost see her bones through her skin. She was that thin. And she was an elderly woman. She was probably at least 60. So on the way to her car, after dancing for the Lord, she fell in the parking lot, and her husband ran back in the building where I was still gathering my things. And it was almost like in a panic. My wife just fell prey. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I couldn't, I couldn't hide from this dilemma anymore. I thought, Lord, you know, why is that? I mean, she just got done dancing for you. I know you cause all things to work together for good. And I know that sometimes you even allow bad things in our life for a higher good. But Father, I said, I'm just having a hard time believing that that was your will for her. What's going on? I said, Lord, I need an answer for this. I, 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 I'm not going to take another step forward. I'm just going to wait on you till I have an answer because I need an answer to this huge dilemma before I can take another step forward. It wasn't like I was abandoning my faith. It was just like I said, Lord, I'm going to wait until I have an answer. I need an yes. answer. 
And I, I had, there was a sadness in me, but an expectation at the same time that God was going to answer me. So just two days later, Amanda, Chris, I was in, uh, I was in, in my vehicle driving out of an appointment that I just uh, had taken care of. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I'm tying in, Amanda, to, to, to what you just said. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit said to me this. He said, the reason you're seeing my people falling and failing and living in defeat is because they're not trusting me. But here's the thing. When he said the word trusting me, I mean, I literally heard the word by the Spirit. It was filled, Amanda, Chris, with a revelation that I knew exactly what he meant. And the revelation inside the word trusting, he said, my people are failing because they're not trusting me. And the revelation in the word trust when he spoke it to me was clinging. Mm. They're not clinging to me. And that's the reason you're seeing so much, uh, so much failure instead of victory. You know, it's in this hour, especially it is crucial for people to cling to the Lord because there's so many devices and attacks and strategies the enemy is releasing that are very alluring for people to cling to. And it yeah. is going to cause total destruction yeah. if they go that route. Yeah. And people run, you know, it's hard. It's hard to face things. I think once we face the powers of darkness in the Lord, they have to break. I mean, it's just that simple. When the light faces the darkness, the darkness breaks. But it's hard to face the darkness. And the reason for that is oftentimes fear. It takes a lot of work to face the darkness. So as you said, with people running instead of cling, one of the reasons they run is they're simply running from their problems and from their fears rather than facing the one that's tormenting them. Amen. And it is because the, the word of God says, resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. Resisting is not a nicey nice word. This is more of a hostile word where it's like locking up arms and no, I'm not moving. You're going to move. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So in, so I'm going to tie this in now to your book, entering his presence. So, so is this one of the reasons you wrote this book? Well, I wrote the book. Um, it's kind of a, this particular book. I'm very proud of this book. And when I say that, I mean in the Lord. I just feel authentic in my spirit. It really is, Amanda, Chris, it's an overflow of my own journey with God. I mean, the, the, uh, entering his presence starts out with seven chapters that are seven foundations that the Lord has built into my life as I've grown in him for over 40 years now. So the, so, 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 so the things that, have, uh, that the Lord has imparted to me in my own journey with him, and that I'm still working, working with him, obviously I'm still being transformed every day. But these seven foundations that make up the first half of the book really are the keys that the Lord laid in my own soul as I progressed in my journey with him. And then the last half of the book is a hundred page devotional, one page every day. Um, but I wrote the book just because I felt like it was authentic, that it was an overflow of my own life. I felt, I, and I feel it can help people. So what are some of the keys here to, to entering the presence of the Lord and people really tangibly feeling that entering into his presence? Yeah. Well, one of the main keys is the key of discovering the reality of what the Bible calls Christ in you, mm -hmm. the hope of glory. Uh, as a young believer, the Lord supernaturally revealed himself to me in 1978 as a Jewish person growing up in a Jewish home, bar mitzvah in a Jewish synagogue. I knew nothing about Jesus uh, growing up. I mean, he was as far away to me as the man on the moon. He literally never entered my mind. 
And so um, I, I was completely, you know, just not part of my universe. But I was going through a very difficult time in life at 20 years old. I was having an identity crisis. I was really lost, struggling, and a lot of emotional pain. And I went to sleep one night. It was a hot August night of 1978. Again, no one had ever witnessed to me. I never read the New Testament, as I had already stated here. And that night in 1978, the Holy Spirit suddenly awoke me from my sleep in the middle of the night and appeared to me supernaturally in a vision and manifested himself as Jesus. Basically, what happened was I was awoken from my sleep. My eyes were closed. Suddenly, I was aware that I wasn't sleeping anymore. I was awoken into a state of conscious awareness, then in color. Jesus appeared on the cross. I could see the cross staked in the ground, people at the distance looking at him. And then, Amanda, Chris, a ray of red light from straight through the sky, even from above the blue, beamed down on his head. And when that ray of red light beamed down on his head, I knew as an American that that was Jesus. I knew that much. I knew the light was coming from God because I understood the symbolism and that God had just revealed himself to me and showed me that he knew who I was and that he, you know, that Jesus was the way to him. So instantly hope sprang up in my heart. And those first three years, the Lord revealed himself to me spectacularly, powerful, powerful encounters in the Lord, supernatural encounters that forever marked me. I believe the Lord was preparing me for all the resistance that I was going to have to face as a Jewish forerunner, uh, uh, as a, a disciple of Jesus. But I say all that to say, because in those early years, I had these incredible, powerful, supernatural encounters, I I was always looking for the next one. I was was running after God, seeking after God, believing I could experience the supernatural. But but, but because I thought to myself, if I could experience the supernatural in the two-second encounters that I had, because these spiritual power encounters that I had, they lasted like two seconds. That's it. But bam, they forever marked me. But my reasoning was, if I could experience God's supernatural glory for those two seconds each time he visited me, I said to myself, why can I not walk in a continuous state of yeah. being aware of his supernatural mm-hmm. glory? So that yeah. became my goal. Yeah. And so I was, I, I was doing everything I knew how to do to bring myself to a place where I was always conscious of God's supernatural glory. I was doing everything that the, you know, that the that the church told me to do. Every sermon seemed to end the same way. You need to read the Bible more, you need to pray more, you need to witness more, you need to give more money. All those things are great. I was doing them to the nth degree. But it seemed like after 10 years, after mm-hmm. doing all those things, as much as I could do them, I still wasn't finding what I was looking for. Then one day, I was sitting before the Lord and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, and he said to me, I want you to stop praying for everything but one thing. I want you to ask me to reveal to you the reality mm-hmm. that my spirit lives inside you. Amen. And that shifted everything for me. From that day forward, there was a new power in my life. So that's one of the principles I cover in the book. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. That's the first and foremost most important is to yeah. seek the Lord and his kingdom first and the things of God and that relationship with the Lord through Jesus Christ first and make that of the utmost and highest importance. And then yeah. everything else falls the way it's supposed to fall into place. The Lord the Lord knows our needs. He knows what we go through. When we are seeking him first, we don't have to be concerned because he provides that. Amen. 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 Yeah. And, 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 and I think the key for me in this experience was 
the reality that that I was looking for God in my works. Like I was looking for God if I went to this place or if I did this good work or I did that good work. And I thought doing all the good works would bring me into a place where I was conscious of God's supernatural presence. But Amanda, what the Lord revealed to me in the experience that I just described is you're looking for me on the outside. I want you to ask me to reveal to you that I'm already in you. And that's what created the shift for me. Yes. Praise God. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us. Amen. That's it. It surely does. The Holy Spirit. It, amen. And we have a friend, actually. His name is Jonah. He came to Yeshua about three or four years ago. And he's a Messianic Jew. And it has been a it has been a joy for him to 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 have the other piece he didn't have before. He feels complete in a way. Mm. Would you would you say in this time more Jewish people are coming to know Yeshua? Well, I think certainly in Israel, that's the case. And I think it could be measured in Israel. It's more difficult in the United States to fully know what's going on, at least from my perspective, because a lot of Jewish people that are coming to faith in this generation are just being assimilated into Gentile churches. So yes. when the mess when the messianic movement started, you know, in the late 1960s, uh, early 1970s, and these institutions called messianic synagogues were formed, so that when Jewish people came to faith in Jesus, they could go to a house of worship that was culturally familiar to them. It was easier to to see the growth. But today, I think a lot of Jewish people that are coming to faith are not necessarily going to attend messianic congregations, but they're just going into different, you know, different other expressions of the Christian faith, mainline, you know, not mainline churches so much, but different independent churches, charismatic churches, et cetera. So I, it, it, it's, 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 it's difficult for me to see what the trajectory is in the U.S. right now. I will say that I think the messianic movement as a yes. whole in the U.S. has slowed down a bit. I think that um, some of that earlier, um, um, what should we say, um, it was all new. A new thing was happening. People were getting excited. I, I think that some of that has uh, diminished a bit. So we're looking forward to uh, the next new thing that God is doing. But I believe just Jewish people like myself that are just preaching the word of God to the whole world mm-hmm. are, are really, um, you know, kind of what God is doing during this generation. Uh, he's looking for Jew and Gentile to be one in Messiah. And, um, you know, God, God, God's doing... God's doing a, you know, a big thing. But I, I've always believed that God has a chosen people. So I'm shifting gears here a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Yes. My focus, my focus in my ministry is that I'm not trying to, to, I have no illusions about saving the world. But what my focus is, is just bring, being true to God and his word and preaching his word. And I know that what God's going to do is use that word that's being preached in the lives of the elect, that he's going to draw his own to himself as the word is preached. For example, Paul was in a city in the book of Acts, and he said, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Even Jesus, before he went to the cross in John 17, he said, Father, I pray not for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me. And so there's this mystery that God has a chosen people in the earth from amongst both Jew and Gentile. And when the gospel's preached, the Holy Spirit draws them to Jesus. So that's what the mission is, to preach the word, knowing Yeshua is going to build the church, and he's going to reach his elect. 
Amen. And, you know, it's so important for in this time for Yeshua, for the church to continue to be built, because we've seen a bit of a schism happened in the church, especially in the American church right now. We see a little bit of that going on. And so it is it is crucial for the in a way what you're saying, the elect to be reached right now and to be able to move on into the positions God has called them into for this time, which is a very crucial time right now, what we see happening in this country and in the earth. And you have become part of a movement Mm -hmm. that is quite amazing. That is quite amazing and profound right now in this time. I believe it's so needed. So I want you to talk about that. Well, Amanda, Chris, in early March, I was traveling and something rose up in my spirit. I mean, it was so strong, I could do nothing to resist it. And when I announced what I was going to do to my teammates, it was like, wait a second, you just can't do this on the flip of a coin. But it was like it was so strong, there was no stopping me. Mm -hmm. So the name of the movement is called Taking the Rainbow Back. The last word is back because there's a lot of similar, uh, you know, web names. But it's Taking the Rainbow Back, last word back, dot com. And what we're doing is we're putting out a trumpet call to the body of Messiah, to the body of Christ, to join together in unity for the cause of lifting up the name of Jesus and righteousness in the earth. And particularly the spearhead of this movement, takingtherainbowback.com, is coming against the LGBTQ agenda and ideology, pushing back against the forces of darkness to create a portal of light for people that are trapped in that community and confused and lost. We're creating light for them to find their way back to their creator. It is so imperative that God's people find courage and oppose unrighteousness. Amanda, Chris, we all know what's happening. God's Mm -hmm. people are afraid. They're afraid to speak out against this movement because it's become so much of a cultural, popular thing to do to embrace it. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, unless we have courage as God's people, unless we come to a place where we're not afraid to pay the price for speaking the truth, we're going to get washed away by the flood of darkness. Jesus said, he that's ashamed of me and my words in this wicked and adulterous generation, I'm going to be ashamed of him when I come again in the glory of my Father and the heavenly angels. And the reason this particular issue is so critical for God's people to take a stand on is because this is the last fence of darkness completely sweeping over the world. I mean, when you destroy the divine order, like you were speaking about earlier, Amanda, about you're praying before your uh, broadcast Mm -hmm. to bring God's order, this is the last stand of it God's is. order in our society. When we, when we break down the distinction between male and female, when we endorse transgendering, That's when right. we start telling little boys that they're little girls and vice versa and make being uh, gay cool, when that happens, all hell's going to break loose. The devil's going to roll over this earth like a tidal wave and violence and destruction will come close behind. God's people need to stand up and lift up a standard. Please go to takingtherainbowback.com, takingtherainbowback.com and join the movement. This is just one of the shirts that we're making available. I love that. It says Genesis chapter 9, also Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 4, 3, where John sees the Lord's throne and around God's throne in Revelation 4, 3 is a rainbow. Ezekiel and Ezekiel 128 
when Ezekiel saw God, he saw the Son of God in a vision. And Ezekiel said that he appeared as a man. There was fire in him that went up and down. And he said he was surrounded by the glory radiance of a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And so the rainbow belongs to God and his people. We Amen. cannot let the LGBTQ community hijack this thing. We've got to have courage. We've got to push back. We've got to take a stand. We've got to reclaim the glory of God. And in so doing, we're going to lead others to Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I couldn't agree more. The word of God says when the spirit, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him and we are the standard we have to bear the standard as the church as the people of god jew and gentile we have to bear it right now we have to carry it we have to be grounded enough in the word strong enough in our convictions and beliefs to carry the standard that god is raising right now because the enemy, yes, he has hijacked it, he has taken it, he has counterfeited it, he is purposely using it as abomination against Almighty God, and he has deceived many to do this. And interestingly enough, and I'll throw this in as a side note, the three the three false gods, the main ones in Scripture that caused Israel to fall, Baal, Moloch, and Ishtar, or Ashtoreth. In the temple of Ishtar, one of the things they did in their ceremonies is men would dress as women. This is one of the things they would do. So this is something that has been going on for a very long time that the enemy keeps recycling, repurposing and repackaging to try to feed it to the next generation to try to get his full agenda accomplished. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing what we've seen happen in just a few years. I mean, like this thing's been in the drinking water for a long time, as you're saying, and then suddenly it all blew up. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we were born for such a time as this. We as God's people need to recognize we were born for such a time as this. We need to stand up and we need to speak out. This is not a time for the generation of the righteous to be silent. This is a time for us to be as bold as a lion and be willing to take a few hits for it. You know, the scripture says all that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall be persecuted. And Jesus said, blessed are you when men say all times of evil against you for my namesake. He said, your reward in heaven is great and the spirit of glory rests upon you. I'm a challenging every single person that's listening right now. Go to the website, takingtherainbowback.com and join the movement. We have tracks available. What is the rainbow about? We have an introductory video talking about, actually, the rainbow is such a cool thing. I mean, think about it. White light hits a prism, and in nature, that prism is the raindrop, and then the prism divides that white light into seven different colors. Just think about it, Amanda, Chris. Seven is God's perfect number. Beloved, let's take the rainbow back. We need to take it back, and maybe you could just very briefly in Scripture talk about what the rainbow, I know you and I both know, but for our viewers, what the rainbow was. Why did the Lord bring that and put that in the earth after what happened? Yeah, so beautiful. So as you're saying in, in Bereshit, the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 9, after the Lord destroyed the world with the flood and the flood subsided, the Lord put the rainbow in the sky as a sign of the everlasting covenant. And so what, what can we tie into that concept of why the rainbow, as you're, as you're saying? Well, first of all, think about it. The Lord had just got done cleansing the earth of evil and violence. And so now that the earth is cleansed of evil and violence, the rainbow appears in the sky. 
So the rainbow becomes a symbol of innocence. And we remember that Yeshua said, unless you become as a child, you shall not see the kingdom of God. What's one of the primary uh, marks that distinguish a child from a Children are innocent. Yes. Children are innocent. I know my little granddaughter, when she first uh, began to be able to draw a little bit, she would take the chalk and go out on her driveway, the, you know, the, the cement chalk, and, and she would draw a rainbow on the driveway. So number one, rainbow represents innocence and purity. And then, Amanda, Chris, I like to think about the fact that the rainbow ties into the concept of new beginnings. Amen. Everything that the earth had just gone through, all the destruction, all the ugliness, all the, all the life that had been lost, and after that episode was over, after the destruction was over, the rainbow was set in the sky. It became a symbol of new beginnings. New, the plants began to grow again. The flowers began to, 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 to come forth. The animals began to multiply, and it was a brand new beginning. So the rainbow is a symbol of new beginnings. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. The rainbow and what happened, it's, you know, because we, we're we called Ark of Grace, right? And that has a dual meaning because yeah. we take in orphaned animals, abandoned, broken, and, and we show them the love of God and we rehabilitate them. And Yeshua was our Tabah. He was our Ark. Mm. And he took the beating and he was our covering. Mm. Uh, and so that ark, what, what happened with Noah was a foreshadowing of what was to come to. And, and anything since the garden, anything the Lord produces, the enemy wants to try to counterfeit, tear down, or steal. Yeah. And isn't it, as I listen to what you're sharing just now, man, I really picked up on the fact that you said, you know, the Lord becomes our ark. He becomes our, our bow, our rainbow. And think about it. In Revelation 4, 3, what's around God's throne? The rainbow. It is around his throne. Absolutely. Praise God. And that's got to be, let me, it's got to be a sight to behold. I think about it sometimes, the colors that are in the heavenlies and are, are, are in the throne room of God are probably so much more pronounced than here on earth. The colors no. are probably just, probably indescribable. Yeah, we know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I had I've had a few times in my life where I've heard heavenly music in my sleep, probably a half dozen times or so. But the music that I've heard in my sleep that was literally from the spirit from heaven is, as, as you said, it had so much more texture, so much more fullness. There was such yes. a depth to it, so much more than what we hear on this earth, even though we love music on this earth, too. But just to make the point exactly what you're saying, you know, the rainbow that we're going to see in heaven, man, it's going to be so so I don't even have words. I've heard what you're talking about too. I have heard that. I have heard the, the, the you want to call it choirs, you want to call it, I've heard the singing and it the, there is such a richness to it mm -hmm. that you don't find on earth. It's incredible. So it's, uh, this is why it's so important to enter his presence Mm -hmm. And I would I would encourage you to get Rabbi Schneider's book. This is so important right now. We get a lot of questions about this. There it is, entering his presence with the rainbow colors right on it. Yep, with God. the rainbow right. Yep, that's there it. There it is. And because right now, if you are struggling with that, this is a guide for that. If you want to learn how to enter the presence of God and grow deeper in a relationship 
with the Lord and get the deep roots you need. So when things come, you may bend, but you won't break. Hmm. And yes. so we we need that in this time. It is so important to have to have voices like Rabbi Schneider standing up and speaking truth right now in this, because it is the truth of God that brings victory, not outmaneuvering the enemy. It is the truth. It is the sword of the spirit. It is the word of God that comes forth out of our mouth that ultimately will bring victory. Well said, my sister. Praise God. Well, Rabbi Schneider, we know you have a tight schedule. Well, thank you for the honor of uh, being with you today and just getting a chance to meet you guys. I love you guys. We're friends now. Oh, we love you and we hope you come back on. I will, my sister. God willing. I love you both. Chris love as well. God bless you, friends. God Baruch bless Hashem. you. Baruch Hashem. Shalom. And that concludes our interview with Rabbi. Chris has a big grin on his face. I'm going to tell you something interesting about Rabbi Schneider. When I was going through all of my stuff in my 20s, when I was really sick and I was in a wheelchair and then I'm walking with a cane, I watched Discovering the Jewish Jesus all the time. I watched it. Uh, and so it really helped me because the side of my family that, because yes, I'm very Italian, but there's a Hungarian side to my family that is believed to be of Jewish blood. And so it, 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 the Lord has been steering me in this direction my entire life. And so it's just a fun fact for you guys that I, I watched that all the time when I was so sick and at home and I could, I could barely move and I couldn't work. And I, and I was going through my, we'll call it my Job trial. This is what, um, this is one of the, the shows I watched and it really helped me. And it taught me a lot because you cannot separate the, the Jewish roots from the Bible. You can't separate it from the Old Testament, the Torah, or the New Testament. It is written by Jews, and we need to not only honor that, but there is a depth to it when you begin to understand that and learn it from that perspective that you you would have not normally have ever had, and it deepens our relationship with the Lord. So we are so happy he was able to come on, and we will let you know because we will bring him back on, Rabbi Schneider, because I just think he's wonderful, and Chris loves him. <laughs> So we will definitely bring him back on and announce when we do. So thank you, everybody, for watching today. God bless everyone. Chet was so good. Chet, you were so good during this interview. You were so good. Say, I listened to everything Rabbi Schneider had to say, Mom. Yes. So God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians 6, Psalm 91 every single day. Get in your word every day. Every day, if you have to start with one chapter, start with one chapter, but in the word every day you should be because it is a, it is a light onto your path. It is a lamp onto your feet. It is a light onto your path. We need it right now more than ever. Uh, and so please, I encourage you get into the word, get into the word daily with the Lord and you'll be, it, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much he speaks to you. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I have to tell you something, they work.
it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brain waves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do go to sherwood.tv forward slash amanda grace doctors mark and michelle sherwood of the functional medical institute in tulsa oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs in fact i am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute. And God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board. He is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and, and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes. They have sheets. They have slippers. They, of course, have pillows. And they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact. Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. 
It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world, with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm here to talk to you today about reawaken america i have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconato, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth. You get a foundation of the word of God. And you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And, and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.